Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hypothetically, let's say we're in game seven, the World Series. Um, you know, I have a chance to uh, win the game for us here. Mm-hmm. I want to be facing Mariano Rivera. I, I really, that would just imagine just hitting a bomb off him and sending your team to a championship. I mean, come on. Yo, 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 what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the dugout episode five. We have a lot to get into as always. And it's Drew's turn to give his thoughts on whether or not he wants to talk about what you guys already know that's happened. I'm Cardinal Sonata, AJ Caldwell, and that is hopefully the Yankees ride or die guy, Drew Zagrosi. We live over there. How how we feeling, Drew? We're live. We're live. Um, gonna begin my feels a little bit, of course. You already brought that up, but um, episode five already. We're we're just on a roll here, man. On a roll. So uh, it out, baby. We're just gonna get right into it, just like every episode. Right into it, starting at another top five all time list. Today, we're doing my team, top five Yankees of all time. I'm nervous, yes, sir. Here. I'm nervous. I will be going with number five. Uh, like. Uh, last episode, we let AJ go with number five so he could have that number one spot for the Cardinals. So I will be taking number five and doing number one for the Yankees. So further ado, the number five spot, I'm putting Mariano Rivera. Okay. Mariano Rivera. So greatest closer of all time, the Sandman, leads MLB in saves. Just greatest, greatest closer of all time. Number five spot. Number five, Mariano Rivera. Okay, based upon that, number four, I can go so many different directions, but number four, I will decide, because there's so many loaded names on here, at number four, to go with Derek Jeter. Okay. Okay. I will put the captain at number four. I can't put him any higher than that. I was wondering if you were going to put him at number five, but obviously you already know all these things. He's over 3,000 hits for his career, one of the best shortstops of all time. People give him all the defensive uh, antics and all this different stuff, but... Derek Jeter, one of the best shortstops of all time, and a Yankees captain. One of only 10, I think, in history. Love it, love it. Um, Okay, number three. I'm going to go with Joe DiMaggio. Okay. All right. On-base machine, uh, 56-game hitting streak. I don't think that record will ever be broken in the MLB. Just unreal. So, Joe DiMaggio, number three. And now you put me in the pickle because someone's going to get left off this list. We can't make everybody happy. And so, <laughs> at number two, oh, I'm going to go with Roger Maris. Okay. I'm put Roger Maris at number two. Um, obviously, his record just got broken by Aaron Judge in 2022. Of uh, the 61 home runs, Aaron Judge hit 62. So, Roger Maris is no longer the American League home run champion, but still an amazing career. Bad 300 for his career. I mean, the guy was a machine. He was a hitter's hitter. Uh I have to put him on this list. I can't not put him on the list. He's at number two. Okay, love it, love it. So, further ado, the number one spot, kind of obvious. I'm going to put the great Bambino, Babe Ruth. Um, wow, I like you know, it. Just one of the most iconic Yankees. I mean, crazy. The three point, 
349 uh, average batting career for his career is just unbelievable. Um, That's stupid. Yeah, really. And not not too far behind him, Lou Gehrig. That was my other choice for this list. But Babe Ruth, unbelievable number one spot. Lou Gehrig and Reggie Jackson, both off the top five list. How do you feel over there? I don't. I didn't. You know, I'm gonna be honest. I really didn't care for Reggie Jackson too much. much. He had a thing about him. Now he's in the Astros organization, man. I don't know about that. <laughs> don't know about that. Is that a foreshadowing for later? A little bit, a little bit. So, yeah, there you guys have it. Top oh, five man. Yankees. Hope you guys liked our picks. Okay, well, it is time to lead into our next segment. And this is going to be the collapse of the Marlins. It's time to get in our feels again, to talk about a franchise, talk about an organization that has been trash and garbage since winning a World Series. So let's get right into it. The Miami Marlins, the Florida Marlins, whatever you affectionately call them or unaffectionately call them and make fun of them like we do on this show. The Miami Marlins won a World Series in 2003, right? The Steve Bartman thing, and they beat the Cubs, and all that story, you know, all that different stuff. They go in and play the Yankees, Drew's Yankees, and win in 2003, right? Great, great season for the Marlins. Kind of came out of nowhere. One of these underdog stories. They won it all. Miguel Cabrera is a rookie, yada, 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 yada. Josh Beckett, blah, blah, blah. Since 2003. The Florida Marlins at that point. Now the Miami Marlins. In either case, they switched teams. They did everything they tried to do to try to change the culture, change the spectrum. They had Derek Jeter as an owner at one point. I mean, they tried everything. Bottom line, the Miami Marlins have been garbage since that 2003 World Series. They have made the playoffs one time, Drew. Once in the past 19 years, I mean, we're in the year 2022 right now. In the past 19 to 20 seasons, the Miami Marlins have not made the playoffs any year except once. And the one year they did was a 60-game COVID season. It's been that bad. When it rains, it pours. And it has been a thunderstorm and a hailstorm for people in the South Florida area for the Marlins. Worst part, I live in South Florida. Okay, I, I live in this area. I'm an hour away from where the Marlins are. Okay, here's the worst part. You never, ever, ever hear about the Miami Marlins. Ever. There, there's not one point where you are hearing about their relevance. You're hearing about how good they are. You're hearing about blah, 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 blah. No, none of it. If you moved here to South Florida, you would think it's not a sports town. Because it's been that bad for the Marlins. It has been that bad for this team and this culture and this organization since winning the World Series in 2003. It feels like another dimension, another time zone to think about when the Marlins were actually good. They made the playoffs once. And it doesn't even really count because all you have to do is win 30 games to make the playoffs that season. We always like to say who who these people have gotten rid of. We talked about the Cubs and all the All-Stars they got rid of and Chris Bryant, Javier Baez. The Miami Marlins might have the worst case of people they've let go of. Miguel Cabrera. As a rookie, won a World Series, right? The Juan Soto kind of of that generation won a World Series in his rookie season or his second year. Where did he end up going? He went in a massive deal. The first massive deal, actually, that we had seen in the 21st century to the Detroit Tigers and was never heard from again. They made the World Series. The Tigers made the World Series once. We already talked about all that. Miguel Cabrera was a wasteland. There was a wasteland in Detroit when Miguel Cabrera went there. They were a great team. They won American League pennants, whatever. But he was nowhere close to what he would have been with the Miami Marlins 
after they won a World Series. JT Real Muto for the 2022 Phillies right now who are in the World Series was a catcher for the Marlins and was doing everything for the Marlins. Bye-bye. Nowhere to be seen anymore. He's on the Phillies and now he's making a, his name for himself in his career. John Carlos Stanton, obviously, Drew knows about. They sent him over to the Yankees and he's been there for close to five years now. John Carlos Stanton was an all-star with the Marlins. Got hit in the face, and I'm, I don't know if that was a bad omen, but ever since getting hit in the face, things were rocky in Miami. They shipped him off. Christian Yelich, who was an NL MVP with the Milwaukee Brewers, was in the outfield for the Marlins at one point. Marcelo Zuna, shall I continue? This is how bad it's been for the Marlins. The stadium attendance is awful. We make jokes about the Oakland A's and how bad their attendance is. Mm -mm. Hold my drink, says the Miami Marlins. Their attendance is that bad. There are so many open seats, it looks like it's an amusement park. All right, it is bad. It is really bad there, and there's nothing else to be said except the Marlins. You better figure it out. I think you, you guys are turning a corner potentially, but you've tried everything. You've tried changing your name. You've tried changing the background. You've tried changing the, whatever the roller coaster is going on there in center field where you had the Marlin, the plastic Marlin. I don't know what that is. The Marlins have been bad. They've Nay, they have been terrible since winning that world series in 2003 and as another collapse segment the tigers the royals the cubs the marlins drew who's next who is next I, only time will tell I'm, I'm not even going to get into the prospects this episode like i usually oh. do they're just there we they're, go. they're not good they're not good <laughs> i mean you said it yourself all those players yelich stanton just gone uh tigers like our last few episodes whatever episode we had them on just awful even though they have miguel um yeah, man. I mean, you you pretty much covered all of that. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, moving on. So uh, today we're doing something a little new. We're going to be doing uh -huh. a all time pitcher we would want to face. So we're in the say we're in the batter's box. Me and AJ. We're going to both pick a pitcher that we would like to face, and I'm going to let AJ uh, take the wheel first. So okay. who is it, man? Hypothetical scenario, right? You, you, you get to think about like if we were great hitters, right? Which neither of right. us are. We'd never be able to catch up to a 90 mile per hour fastball, which that's the low, that's the lowest point of velocity right now. 90 miles per hour is not that fast anymore. But if I was in a batter's box and I was an MLB player and I had a chance to get a hit off somebody, Drew, you know where I'm going. Clayton Kershaw, bro. Okay. I want to hit a jack off Clayton Kershaw. One of the best memories for me is Matt Adams three-run shot in the playoffs off Clayton Kershaw, and it was a hanging curveball. Oh, please, please, please. I want to see Clayton Kershaw try to throw over a curveball, get me over, and I just nuke that thing out of the stadium. I would love that. That would be a time of my life, a moment of my life, being from L.A. as a Cardinals fan. I mean, obviously the hatred for the Dodgers just grew, so hitting one off Clayton Kershaw. Great pitcher of all time, right? Great, great pitcher, but I would love to hit a jack off of him. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is my pitcher. I love that. I love that. So you have that little hate thing going on where you want to hit it off someone you dislike, team you dislike. I actually want to hit it off a Yankee. So okay. hypothetically, hypothetically, let's say we're in game seven, the World Series. Um, you know, I have a chance to uh, win the game for us here. Mm. I want to be facing Mariano Rivera. I, I really, that would just imagine just hitting a bomb off him and sending your team to a championship. I mean, come on. Greatest closer ever. That's that's who I'm picking, man. So you would knock the Yankees out of the playoffs by doing that? Or you would win the World Series? Win the World Series, yeah. What win team would Series. you be on if you I, had to pick? Uh-oh. I, <laughs> I, like I have a soft spot for the Padres. I do like the Padres a little bit. So, you know what? You just made a lot of people that I know happy, Drew, by saying yeah. that. 
I'd like to be on the Padres. No hate to the Yankees, of course, but that would be awesome. Come on. Wow. I did not think you were going to go in that direction, but I'm proud yeah. of you for doing that. Off yeah. Mario Rivera. Well, there you go. Yes, sir. Well, there you guys have it. Um, that's something we want to do maybe every week, maybe a different position where we'd want to play. Give us some ideas. Um, I think that's a cool segment. We really kind of like doing that. So, um, yeah. So, next, we're going to be talking about our favorite bo baseball moment that we watched live. Uh, we could either be at the stadium, uh, watch it on TV, whatever. Um, I guess I'll go first. Um, mine would have to be on TV. I, I really enjoyed watching the uh, final game of the Nationals World Series, uh, their mm. first World Series, seeing all those guys win that. Bryce Harper uh, just not being there after signing that huge deal with Philly. That was kind of funny. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, any time you can see a, a team win their first World Series ever, I mean, that's history. So uh, I'm going to have to go with that. Yeah, here was the ground rules that we gave just for some backstory, guys. We wanted to do a best baseball moment, but you guys have already heard me gush about our pool 700th home run. You've already heard Drew gush about uh, Aaron Judge's 60-second home run. So we gave some ground rules. It couldn't be a Cardinals moment or a Yankees moment. So for me, the Cardinals, for Drew, the Yankees. So I could choose a Yankees moment if I wanted to. I'm not going to go in that direction. I'm going to go kind of unique. 2007, Rockies versus Red Sox in the World Series. I don't think it was a game where the Red Sox clinched because they ended up winning that World Series. But I will never forget, bro, hopping in my in the car with my dad. And my dad was like, hey, we're going to this burger joint. We're going to pick up burgers. We're going to come back, and we're going to watch the whole game. And just sitting in my basement growing up, I was like 9 or 10, and just kicking back and watching a World Series baseball game. And keep in mind, 2007 was all those cool Fox graphics and sound effects and all. Like, it was a blast, bro. It was like I wasn't a fully-fledged Cardinal fan at that point. I was still too young. But, dude, that was so much fun. And that 2007 Rockies team, I mean, Matt Holiday, you had, like, tons of dudes. Troy Tulowitzki was a shortstop. I mean, you had some dudes on that team. Uh, but the Red Sox were goaded, bro. I mean, David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, like, they were a dynasty at that point. They were becoming a dynasty. And it was, it was crazy. It was crazy to see what the Red Sox did. I don't remember what the series ended up being, but the Red Sox and Rockies and the 2007 World Series – was a cool baseball moment. I watched live on TV, um, so that was a lot of fun. So that's our best baseball moment. Transitioning, we're going to go into an on this date, as we always do on this show. We give a date based upon when we are recording this podcast. So today is October 24th, 2022. And on this day, almost 20, over 20 years ago, in 1994, the Atlanta Braves, Greg Maddox, became the first pitcher to win three straight Cy Young Awards. That's right, three straight Cy Young Awards. He unanimously swept it in, in the National League, right? You think about all these great pitchers over the years that have had these close races. No, Greg Maddox just swept him away, winning three straight Cy Young Awards. And that was the third straight one that he won in 94, sweeping the, the National League race for the Cy Young. And he was 16-6. and six. Get this, think about this, in 94, it's a it's a far cry from today, sixteen and six with a one point five six ERA, and it was the third lowest ERA, the third lowest uh, pitching record in the last seventy five years. Greg Maddox, one of the best pitchers of all time. Those Braves pitchers, I mean, you had Tom Glavin, you had Greg Maddox, you had John Smoltz. They had some dudes that could put up some numbers and put up some zeros on the scoreboard when they were pitching. So the Atlanta Braves and Greg Maddox, 
gives us the best moment and the on this day in October 24th, 2022, more than 20 years ago. Drew, thoughts on Greg Maddox? Just absolutely just running away with a pitching award. Yeah, I mean, he's just – it's crazy. That whole era of those uh, Braves pitchers, just unbelievable. Um, a little off topic, but, like, any time you play MLB The Show, every single game, he's just, like, unbelievable on. Like, any time <laughs> you pick him. So, he's just crazy. Unbelievable. 99 overall? Yeah, pretty much. Like, Whew. just crazy. Crazy. That's a that's a crazy pitcher, man, and a crazy time. Um, yes, sir. But there's another on this date for you guys. So, uh Drew, I want to give you give you a chance, kind of kick back, relax a little bit, kind of catch your breath, because I know you're gonna you're gonna give some thoughts here in a little bit. But I will start as we go into uh, just a recap of the 2022 National League Championship Series, then obviously the American League Championship Series. I will leave that to you, the American League Championship Series. Let me talk about the NLCS for a second, okay? I was talking to my dad about this. This is this is a interesting discussion. I want to hear your thoughts on it. All right. So the Phillies come in. Right, they sweep us out of the playoffs, and I came on this podcast, remember, and was yelling what happened and all this grandiose things. The Phillies didn't go on; they beat the Braves, right? And I, I don't know if we even had a chance to talk about that because we were still in the midst of it. But they beat the Braves, moved on to the NLCS, and they're playing the Padres. So it's these two underdog stories, right, going up against each other for the chance to go to the World Series. I mean, this is what you dream of as a kid. If you're a Major League Baseball player, if you're someone who is aspiring to be a baseball player, this is what you dream of, the chance to go to a World Series. The Phillies and Padres going up against one another, they put on a clinic, and it wasn't just the Phillies. The first two games, the Padres and Phillies were going back and forth. They split in San Diego, right? It's 1-1 going to Philadelphia. Drew. Bro. What Philadelphia did to the Padres, I think the authorities in Philadelphia need to be called. Because there was, I mean, there was just assault of San Diego Padre baseball players over the next three nights. I mean, it was just a bloodbath, dude. There was no chance. The Padres didn't stand a chance. I mean, it was just all over the map. In every phase of the game, the Padres would punch back and be like, oh, there's going to be a a shift here in the momentum. Nah, fam. The Citibank field in Philadelphia... I think there were power outages. I, I can't clarify. I can't I can't say that for sure, but I warned everybody last week that I think there might be some electrical power outages in Philadelphia because of what the Phillies are doing in Philadelphia right now. That's exactly what it looked like was going on. Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Reese Hoskins, dudes were mashing. Mashing home run. I, I don't I don't think I when I was watching the game, I saw them hit a single. Like I don't remember seeing them hit a single. It was either a double in the gap or a bomb into the left field or right field seats. I mean, it was all over the place. And the Padres, who I had a soft spot for because of the friends that I have, they just had a chance, dude. Like, they tried to do everything they could. Juan Soto hit home runs in back-to-back days. But when we look back at 2022 and the National League Championship Series, it's the year of the Phillies. But here's my bigger point. Philadelphia sports, bro. They've been so bad for so long. Drew, you know this being from New York. They've been so bad for so long. Here's the case I made to my dad. This is why I hate Philadelphia sports fans, right? I don't know how they're going to react if the Phillies win the World Series. Because they don't understand success. Like, you think about the 76ers, you think about the Eagles, you think about the Phillies, you think about the Flyers even. Like, all these professional sports teams, they've been so bad. Like, you have to go back to Julius Irving. You have to go to Nick Foles, right, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And that was just a fluke year. And they were bad after that. Like, 
They've never had consistent success. And the Phillies have had one of the best years, maybe in Philadelphia sports history. And I'm more nervous for how the city of Philadelphia is going to react than if the Phillies were bad. Like, at least I know what the Phillies are going to do, what Philadelphia is going to do. In 2022, bro, there could be, like, mass, like, destruction in the city of Philadelphia. Like, it could be that bad. And that's why I hate Philadelphia fans, because they don't know how to handle success, man. Like, it's it's so mind-numbing. Like, I don't understand, like, why you have to be so outraged. Like, they almost love to hate their team. That's what I think of <laughs> Philadelphia fans. Like, they almost love to hate them. And so it's like, now that you guys are good, I'm more nervous than if you guys were bad and, oh, all these dangerous Phillies fans. No, you would look at them and be like, nope, they're just regular Phillies fans mad at their team. Now, you're actually good. These people have no like sense of reality anymore like it's a they're in another time zone dude like they're in another world right now and it makes me really nervous so i'm thankful i'm not in philadelphia you obviously are close to philadelphia being in new york but i don't know what the phillies are going to do i'm cheering for the astros i know it wow. sounds kind of blasphemous oh they're cheaters uh but i think that the astros are a loaded team drew will get into it in a second um i can't see the phillies win man like i i'm nervous i'm nervous for the state of pennsylvania if the phillies win that's my take on that. Bro, Bryce Harper, to take to give the Phillies the lead in the eighth inning, I saw a edit on Twitter. Someone put the Moneyball music over that. Chills. Just crazy, crazy. Yep. And right, Reese Hoskins, you brought that up. You, you only saw home runs in that series. I'm pretty sure his only hits in that series was home runs. I'm pretty sure it was like he was four for something, and they were all home runs. So, um, yeah, just congrats to the uh, city of Philadelphia. I was really pulling for that Yankees-Phillies World Series little rematch from 2009 but um we obviously won't have that so um further ado i guess i'll hop right into the alcs you have um, the floor sir you have yeah. the floor i don't even know where to start so um the biggest thing about this whole series i think was aaron boone because the decisions he was making um oh dude it was just matt carpenter so i mean he, pin he pinched hit a lot in the series, and he, I I think it was the last game he got a hit, and then he's you, the man was basically limping to first base because of that foot issue that he was having. So I don't think that's like over with. I think they just kind of wanted to shove him back in and see what they could do. But um, awful move by Boone, of course. Um, IKF. I mean, again, I mean, we can keep saying this every episode. Can't make any routine plays at shortstop. Um, Glaber Torres too. I mean, he's just the he tried flipping it to a shortstop. I think it was actually IKF. IKF comes diving off the bag, and that was basically uh, where I kind of figured that there's really just no chance anymore. So Jeremy Pena, Astros fans, you probably already forgot about who Carlos Graven is. I mean, that man is putting on a show in Houston, um, and I said it like the past few episodes. He's he's going to be really special for that uh, organization. Um, unbelievable. I don't even know how old he is. He's got to be like 20 years old, 21, something like that. But unbelievable. Like three home runs, I think, in this series. So uh, great for him. I mean, he wasn't on the cheating team. So I don't I don't mind him too much. But, I mean, he still uh, defeated the Yankees a little bit there. But um, Josh Donaldson, another like just what are, what are you doing, dude? Looks at every single strike. Um and that's a problem. There was a there was a video of uh, Brian Cashman, the Yankees GM, surfacing Twitter, coming back after the uh, Yankees loss yesterday, and um, he basically said, 
Uh, we were great to have Gio Urshela. He was uh, he meant a lot to this organization, but he's not Josh Donaldson. And that just ticked off a bunch of Yankees fans, including myself, because I was a huge fan of Gio. Um, and it's just not it's not a good look. It's really not. So a lot's got to change. Um, I really hope Aaron Boone goes somewhere, anywhere but the Yankees, but he'll probably stay. Um, it's just how it is. And, uh, yeah, that's really it. Josh Donaldson can't be our third baseman next year. I really would like Oswaldo Cabrera to move over to third. I think that would be a good move. Um, make sure you re-sign Judge and put Rizzo back at first and basically have the kids be running the uh, infield. Put uh, Oswald Peraza up there. No point in going out to get Carlos Correa. Let him go wherever. Uh, we got Anthony Volpe. But um, other than that, it's just it's really disappointing. You know, it kind of hurts uh, getting swept by the Astros. I mean, we could have at least won one game maybe, even in the Bronx. But uh, that's really all I got. I got all my anger out earlier last night. But anything you would like to say about that? Did you watch any of those games? I did. Yeah, I did. It, it was it was it was tough, obviously, because we're kind of bonding over baseball now to to know that you'd have to kind of get in your feelings. But it's nice to know that someone else has to feel the pain I feel now. Um, but man, like I can't imagine the New York sports market's even even worse than than most, or it's probably the worst. You know, so um, it's gonna be tough for for Aaron Boone. I think I agree. I think he needs to go. Um, it's kind of a different vibe, right? When the, what, what happened to us uh, with the Phillies, I was just kind of like, we just didn't show up. It wasn't that we didn't have people. With the Yankees, I feel like, as you're saying, like there are things that need to happen uh, moving forward. I even saw some where it's like the Yankee way, quote unquote, is not working. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't know what needs to happen, but it was just clear that the Astros are in a different echelon in the American League. Um, <laughs> I was talking to buddies like, they might not lose a game this postseason, bro. Like, it's it's incredible to think that at one point we were joking about these guys being cheaters, and now we're wondering if they're one of the best, like, dynasties of all time. Like, yeah. that's just what we're going to be talking about, I think. Um, the Astros kind of have that Derek Jeter. You're familiar with the Derek Jeter, Jorge Posada, Marlon Rivera dynasty days. I mean, they just do. You have Alex Bregman. You have Jose Altuve. Jeremy Pena's 20. Like, yeah. he's not even, like... a He's not even able to drive yet kind of thing, you know? <laughs> like, he's just unbelievable. And then you have guys like Kyle Tucker. You have Jordan Alvarez, who are all young. We talk about the Braves having all these young guys. Forget that, bro. The Braves have won one World Series and made the NLCS twice. The Astros have just gone to their seventh straight. They were in their seventh straight uh, ALCS. And they've just gone to the World Series, I think, for the fourth time in the last six years. Um, they're, they're elite. They're absolutely elite. Um, so yeah, obviously put out feelers for you and, um, feel the sympathy for you, my guy, but it's like, you guys just ran to a juggernaut, which I think is yeah. what happened to us as well. I just didn't know it at the time. Um, so it'll be an interesting series. I, I got the Astros. I already said that. Um, do you have any thoughts about the world series? Or are you still kind of coping with uh, the elimination? <laughs> no, 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 no. So I would really like the Phillies to pull it off. I have a few, uh, mm -hmm. friends that are Phillies fans. Um, and I, I kind of like Bryce Harper. I mean, he's, he's a hero there in Philly. Yeah, he, I do. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. um, just the, the vibe there. I mean, the whole Philadelphia vibe, you know, um, he's really, like I said, he's kind of a hero there. Uh, if he brings that home for them coming off that injury, I mean, that's going to be huge. Um, 
I think that'd be really special for him. So, and I just hate the Astros, so I feel like I can't say that I'd want the Astros to win. That's so. true. Yeah, I kind of. I guess it's kind of would be like if the Cubs were in the World Series yeah. or if the Dodgers were in the World Series, like it'd be easy for me. But so I get that. Yeah, I just I don't get the Bryce Harper thing. Like I really no. don't. I, I think he's kind of cocky. I think he's no, kinda, yeah, hundred um, percent. But yeah. So and maybe going to the Phillies has kind of softened him up a little bit, but mm-hmm. he still seemed like the Bryce Harper of old to me. Um, that lasting image of him trying to. Th- decapitate Hunter Strickland with his helmet will oh, forever yeah. be ingrained in my memory. So ever yeah. since that point, just kind of been like, ah, I want to back off the Bryce Harper thing. Um, but I think it'll be a great world series. Um, I'm going to say, I'm just going to put out a prediction. I know I've cursed everybody, but <laughs> I'm going to put out a prediction. I got the Astros in five. Um, I don't think it goes any farther than that. The Astros are just way too loaded. I know the Phillies offense is hot, but bro, the Astros are just, disgusting <laughs> they're just gross and you can't pin anything on them anymore like they're just a really good team which makes me wonder like what if they had just decided not to cheat like they wouldn't have this stigma about them they wouldn't like people would still hate them but there wouldn't be this like oh i wonder what's going on so it's just disappointing but i have some astros friends as well so it's like be cool to kind of see them win the right way this time for sure um but Anyways, any any final thoughts you have as you uh, yeah, as we actually, both go into our baseball offseason now? <laughs> yes, actually. Um, we didn't even bring up uh, Jose Altuve's, like, whatever it was, slump that he was in. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I enjoyed that. Um, but that was kind of weird. I mean, that man's usually, like, there in the postseason. So I'm not sure what was going on there. Maybe we'll see something different in the World Series. But um, not really too sure what was going on there. Yeah. It'll be it'll be exciting just moving forward though. Obviously we have the World Series, but Drew and I have already been texting back and forth. We're excited to talk trades. We're excited to talk yes, winter meetings. I mean, the Cardinals. I'll get into this in a future podcast, Drew. If we do not break the flipping piggy bank this year, I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm gonna pull my hair out. We have the <laughs> most salary that we've ever had in like the past decade. Like we have all the money in the world to do something. Splurge. It'll be interesting to see what we do. But um, we'll get into that in a separate separate podcast. We got to get ready for the World Series. Drew and I will be watching it, both with our fist clenched because it's the teams that eliminated us. But uh, we'll do our best to give you guys the best baseball content all the time. As always, make sure to like and subscribe, rate and review the podcast. Uh, leave us some comments about some shorts and different things you guys want to see. We obviously drop those things on YouTube and TikTok and the rest. Um, but until next time, we are still Carlos Fanatic, AJ Caldwell, and Yankees Rider Die Guy, Drew Zagrosi. We're coming back in 2023. Yankees Cardinals World Series. Mark it down right now. Uh, We'll see what happens. But um, until next time, guys, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See you next time. Peace out.